Welcome to another Footnotes episode of Infinitely Prefer a Book. Today, I'm talking about the Scandinavian concept of huga. So one day in early January, a couple of years ago, I was just scrolling through my phone, kind of looking at the stories that Google um, gives to me and feeds to me. Um, and I found some stories about a tradition um, in Scandinavian countries called huga. Um, this is a Danish word, but many other Nordic countries have similar words. And the concept is sort of complex. And I'm going to go through some of the concepts in a bit. But the general gist is really about fully experiencing the present moment and being fully present with the people that you are with. Um, a lot of times huga is translated as being cozy, but it's a little bit more than that. It's about being slow and rustic and simple and really savoring the moment that you're in. And so when I had found out about that, I was just shocked that I hadn't already heard of this concept um, because I was at that time very into the whole intentional living movement and I still am. And I just feel that this word and this concept really fits in well with my desires to live a meaningful life with intention. So this led me to do a little bit more reading on how I could just get a little bit more huga in my life. So a little backstory, my husband absolutely hates cold and I probably with the same amount of passion hate heat. Um, luckily we live in the middle of the U S where we get a little bit of both. Um, and the concept of hookah can be applied to both winter and summer situations. For example, um, in summertime, it might be taking a bike ride and then enjoying a nice tall glass of lemonade afterwards, um, enjoying a picnic with friends. Um, for me, it's sort of taking a book and snacks to our apartment pool and enjoying the summer while submerged in cold water. Um, and just really feeling in the moment, um, experiencing all the summer experiences. Um, in the fall, I practiced huga when um, I, there's a park near my work that's kind of has this little trail. It takes me about 20 minutes to walk around it and it's in a really wooded area. So I could smell the crisp air and see the bright leaves and I was fully immersing myself in the fall experience just for those 20 minutes. Um, so huga can be taking a coffee break that is actually a break and enjoying that moment. Um, it's really finding space in your day to do something that brings you joy and also comfort. But most hookah themes in popular culture will focus on the winter. They're focusing, focusing on that cozy aspect. Um, since we just celebrated winter solstice a few weeks ago here in the Northern Hemisphere, I thought I would talk about how to use concepts of hookah to enjoy winter more. Um, so I'm going to take my quote-unquote sermon today from two texts. One is probably the most famous book on hookah out there, and it's called The Little Book of Hookah by Mike Viking. And the other is actually um, a blog post that I read last month, actually, called Surviving Winter by Nicole Burrell that is published on the Art of Simple blog. I will have links to both of these texts in the show notes. For me, I think one of the most important things when thinking about getting through winter is to get as much sunlight as possible and to get outside when the conditions allow it and maybe stretch that um, when conditions allow it to include sometimes where it might be a little colder than you're wanting. One of the keys to creating a hookah environment is actually that contrast between a harsh climate and then the security of the indoors. So for example, we have a trail that leads behind our apartment and last year we had some snowfall on a weekend and I am off on the weekends and so I bundled up and I took a short walk in the snow as it was coming down. Um, and then I came inside and made some hot cocoa. So both of those experiences, kind of the coziness of watching the snowfall, the prettiness of that, and then also the the feeling of coming inside after being outside in the cold weather and warming up with that hot cocoa um, is really that sense of huga. Um, 
I got to watch this, the rest of the snow fall from inside my window and that hot cocoa just kind of made me um, feel really cozy. In the little book of Huga, Viking talks about six dimensions of Huga, which correspond to the five senses plus an additional dimension, which is the feeling of security. So Huga is really all about enhancing our senses and um, making us feel more secure. He also brings in 10 more practical elements to practice huga. So I'm just going to kind of take some of the highlights from that and go over a few of them with you and then put in some more detail from that blog post that I mentioned. So the first concept I want to talk about is shelter. Huga is about creating a feeling of belonging and protection. It's bringing families and friends close and sharing that space with everyone. Um, gathering and togetherness are really important aspects of Huga. Something that has been on my goals for a while is to host a house concert. Um, this is getting friends together to um, listen to mus musicians play. And it could be that your musicians are your friends, or it could be that you bring in um, a local band if you're, depending on the size of your house, I suppose. Um, but you bring in someone that you know to, to do a house concert. Maybe you're supporting someone who's trying to launch their career, um, but just kind of that feeling of coziness and, and togetherness as you enjoy music together. Um, I heard about that concept first on a Netflix show called A Taste of the Country. And um, she's a she hosts weddings on her Canadian farm. And one of the things she does in the wintertime is host house concerts. Um, so that was really cool. Another story that I have heard that kind of brings in this idea of shelter and bringing people together is a story... Um, that was on the Splendid Table several years ago about Pablo Johnson, who's a writer and photographer living in New Orleans. He invites 10 to 12 guests each week to an informal meal of red beans and rice around his kitchen table every Monday night he's in town. And that just sounds so cozy. Um, it can be friends, it can be strangers, but he's providing shelter and, together and togetherness. Another component is atmosphere. So if you see any pictures about Huga, you will see a candle in that picture. Candles are really, really, really popular in Denmark. And lighting is a really important aspect to creating an atmosphere conducive to feeling safe and protected. On the blog post I mentioned on, um, titled Surviving Winter, the author, Nicole, talks about creating an intentional atmosphere using scented oils. And I, I will tell you, I have not gone on the oils train yet. Um, it's, I haven't gotten invested in the, in the, in the hardware and everything, but um, you could do the same thing with a scented candle or a plug-in scent. Um, and I love that she says she specifically uses a special citrus scent only during the winter to make the winter feel special. And also kind of gives your senses that little perk saying it's winter and it's only winter right now. And so we're going to enjoy it right now and kind of brings you back into that moment. She also keeps... Um, her windows clear of blinds or curtains to let as much natural light in and brings her outdoor plants in so she gets some nature inside. And for me, those plants are plastic plants from Ikea, um, but they kind of bring that greenery and, and, and brightness in. Um, I would add just a suggestion, music. For me, I love having tunes that highlight the mood that I'm in, um, whether or not it's a really peppy mood or it's maybe more melancholy or maybe kind of... Um, just whatever mood I'm in, keep the tunes going. The third aspect of this Huga idea is being present. So putting down the phone once in a while to have a conversation, um, choose to do something the old fashioned way, maybe bike or walk to your destination and really take in all of the senses around you as you get there. Um, 
Another thing for me that is a really good reminder just in life is to not wish away winter. Um, That's really hard for me. Folks who know me really well know that sometimes I just feel like I'm living for the weekend and I'm wishing through the rest of that week away. Um, But you know, that's like 70% of my life. So the same is kind of true with winter. So Maybe we do wish it were spring, but let's try to think about for a moment, okay, what can I do only now in the winter? And um, sometimes it is just staying inside and and watching movies about the springtime, but um, keeping in mind that we don't want to wish away part of our life, whether that's six months of our life or four months of our life or or any part of time. So that's something that I'm, I try to do, um, always, not always very successfully. And another part of that is doing things that you can only do in winter, like sledding or skiing. Um, I've personally attempted to go down a mountain on a thin piece of wood before, and so I'm just going to totally skip over that. That's not my jam. Um, But maybe there's other things that we can do. I'm probably more along the lines of taking a nature walk, Um, but maybe there's an outdoor skating rink, or maybe there's um, something that you can only do that's seasonal, a festival, an ice sculpture festival. Um, So in order to make this work really well, you need to make sure you have the proper gear. There's a saying that there isn't bad weather, only improper clothing or gear. And I like that concept. And it helps me um, when I'm at REI wanting to invest in even more um, outer gear that it's like, yes, I need this in order to enjoy winter more. I know that also getting outside is important to my mental health. So um, it's worth it for me to be outside for a brief period of time and then come in and warm up with tea or soup or something. That just feeling of coziness and security after coming inside, that is pure huga. The fourth thing that I want to talk about today is pleasure. Um, indulging in pleasurable things like good food, um, treating yourself. Um, Burrell on the blog talks about eating hearty soups and stews during the winter because they're the most tasty when the weather is cold. So really kind of digging in and enjoying those flavor experiences. One of my favorite things to do on a cold day, especially if we get snow, is to bake bread or some other kind of baking project that warms up the house and has a yummy treat. We just had a big snow last weekend and I made brownies. And um, one of the things that I wanted to do... um, upcoming in this winter is to make Russian black bread because I've read um, a couple of books um, set in Russia and of course our gentleman in Moscow was set in Russia and I thought that would be kind of a fun baking treat something I wouldn't normally do um, but it's when I have the time when I'm snowed in and I can kind of really dig into that project. The Little Book of Huga talks a lot about indulging in sweet and pleasurable things. For me, this means really taking a moment to enjoy a sweet treat while being present with the person I'm with. So don't just mindlessly eat cake while staring at your phone or for me, like eating over the sink or something. Take time to enjoy it. Use a plate and a fork. Um, If you had some outdoor exercise, not only will the food taste better, um, but you will have earned it. And spending time with the people or even just yourself and just kind of saying, right now I'm going to think about how good this tastes. It's really great. As a side note, Count Rostov in our January book, A Gentleman in Moscow, is someone who perfectly understands this concept as we see him create experiences, not only with food, but also music, art, and literature. He's really just in that moment enjoying that thing for what it is, um, even when he's by himself. So to summarize, in these Scandinavian countries with harsh and long winters, One of the keys, it seems, to surviving it is to really embrace the winteriness as much as possible and then to equally enjoy the feeling of coziness with friends and family once you come inside, to relish that idea of coming in. 
Um, in fact, many of these countries are reported to be among the happiest in the world. Of course, universal health care and social safety nets may have something to do with that. And also the fact, um, as Mike Viking mentioned in his book, that so many people ride bicycles in these countries. And in my personal experience, riding a bicycle just makes any commute more fun. And I think it enhances um, any day to get, a, get out and ride a bike. Several of our books this season have been set in cold weather areas, like we had Alaska, a couple Canada books, now Moscow. Um, that wasn't intentional by any means, but maybe my cold weather bias comes out a little bit without my realizing it. But no matter what kind of weather you prefer, hopefully, hopefully these tips can help you enjoy every season a little bit more. Um, so thanks for listening. If you are enjoying this podcast, please go to iTunes to rate my podcast or leave a review. Um, and you can also reach out to me by tagging me on Instagram at infinitely prefer a book. Um, maybe let me know how you are getting more Huga in your life. Be sure to join me on January 24th for my discussion of A Gentleman in Moscow by Amor Tolls. Happy reading. <laughs>